Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Live Those Songs Again podcast, a Kenny Chesney podcast. Adam and James here with you. James, how's it going, man? How you doing down there on the coast of Carolina? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm just excited to be here, finally get to talk about some Kenny. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting. It is almost criminal that I search my podcast feeds and I can't find a podcast devoted to Kenny Chesney's music. He's one of the biggest recording artists and definitely one of the biggest touring artists of the last couple of decades. And there's nothing. There are podcasts devoted to Sean Mendez and John Mayer and all these other people. And I'm like, are you kidding? As big of a fan base as No Shoes Nation is, there's nothing. So I sent you a text and I was like, dude, we got to do this. It's time to get it going. Oh yeah. No, I'm, and, and I'm glad we got it going in such a quick, uh, quick time. And it, we, we were talking about it, you know, what, a week ago. And, uh, and we got it up and off the ground running quickly. And uh, I'm just excited to get this thing going, man. Yeah, that's right. I have been a diehard Chesney fan for as long as I can remember. Um, I guess when I was about six or seven years old, um, I don't refer to him as my stepdad. He's my dad too, but uh, I have, I have two great dads and uh, the one that came along second chronologically introduced me to Kenny Chesney on, on the way back from Orlando, Florida on a trip that we took as a family. And when I heard how forever feels, and then I heard she thinks my tractor sexy as a six or seven year old, a song about uh, about going fast and and a song about a tractor being born out yeah. out here in the middle of nowhere, in North Carolina. I was hooked. Um, I know you have not been a Kenny fan quite as long, but gosh, it's probably going on a decade now. Um, why don't you tell everybody how how you got into Kenny? Oh man, yeah. So I've growing up, I bounced around a lot. So I lived uh, in the city, in the beach, mountains, and uh, finally bounced into a small town of Spivey's Corner, North Carolina. And uh, and that's where me and you met, man. We met in high school. And uh, the funny thing is, man, we've got similar stories. I've got two great dads too, man. And, and, uh, you know, I had my stepdad worked in Golfsmith and Raleigh. And, you know, you being a huge golfer, him being a huge golfer and, you know, a manager at a golf store, we would take these trips right after school, leap straight from school, drop to rally. And, uh, and at that point in time, you know, growing up, I was not even a fan of country music at all. Uh, and, you know, riding with you on these trips to rally, uh, you, you eased me in, eased me in through Island country and a pioneer of Island country, in my opinion, is Kenny Chesney uh, with a, uh, with a deep cut by the name of Flip Flop Summer. And I'll never forget it, man, riding down the road and, uh, and that whole four ranger uh, blasting some beach Kenny, beach Kenny. And uh, it was just, it, like you said, just hooked me. And, uh, you know, and, and just the level of love for his music and just the man he is and the way he feels towards us, his fans, it just, it, it's, it's impossible in my opinion to dislike. Yeah, totally agree. I was talking to my wife last night about how you became a Kenny Chesney fan. And I told her it was the song flip flop summer. She's like, I've never even heard of that. I was like, well, you can't find it on any of these streaming sites. Now it's 
from the Road and the Radio Target Special Edition. So uh, a couple of his albums, When the Sun Goes Down and the Road and the Radio, both had special releases from Target that had bonus songs on them. And we'll get into that at a later date. But just to tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about on here is the Live Those Songs Again podcast. We're going to be going through the catalog of Kenny Chesney and we're going to be breaking down these songs, breaking down these albums. Um, it's, it's going to be a little difficult to start with because we're going to have to start with Kenny when he sang soprano basically and was trying to sound like George Strait. It, it took our guy about three or four albums to really find his sound. But when he did, man, he, he kind of made his, his own genre of music. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's, that's what we were talking about before, uh, before we, you know, started this episode. It's just, you know, he, he did his thing in the nineties where, you know, he was, he was doing his best to maybe sound like other guys. And, and it wasn't until, you know, that certain point, that one record where he's like, man, this is, this is me, this is who I'm going to be. And he just established himself and just, took the country world by storm at that point. And if I'm not mistaken, over the last two decades, he's a top three touring artist in country music. At worst, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's amazing what he's accomplished and it's amazing how many people he's influenced in country music as well. You know, when people say I like old Kenny Chesney, I, I'm not as into the new stuff. Uh, when I think old Kenny Chesney, I think those first records like In My Wildest Dreams and All I Need to Know. And I'm like, really, you're into that? And I come to find out they're talking about like you and tequila and beer in Mexico. It's like, oh, that, I don't even exactly. consider that old. And then I think back on mm-hmm. it and beer in Mexico is 15 years old this year. That is wild. It's hard to believe. Uh, it's hard to believe for sure. So... Let's see. I think I've been trying to count. I've been to either nine or 10 Chesney shows. And I know you and I have certainly been to a couple together. Um, how many shows have you been to, man? So uh, I have, and I had to do, I had to sit down and do some counting myself uh, going back in the day. Uh, I have been to five Kenny Chesney shows. I have seen him three times at Walnut Creek Um once at PNC and once in Greensboro. Greensboro was the last one um, in April of 19. So it's been a little while, but not technically my fault. You know, COVID happens. Yeah, I'd see him this year if I could, you know. Right. Yeah, I think that was my last one as well. Uh, as always, a great show. But I think we were all excited for the chillaxification tour this year. And then oh man, COVID happened and kind of robbed us of that. But our guy still delivered. Uh, we got a, got a new record, which we always are just in dire need of. We never know how much we need it until it arrives. What were your thoughts just from 30,000 feet on the new record here and now? Oh, man. Uh, it... And I, and I hate to sound like just someone that jumps on all the new music, but I mean, as of right now, um, here and now is currently my favorite album of his. Uh, I, I see myself listening to songs from that album just on, you know, my on repeat playlist on Spotify. It's just, and I don't even realize 
you know, it's not like I pick them. They just come up just because I listen to them so much. Um, this album has done a lot for me, got me through some things. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, we're just blessed that, you know, if we couldn't see him live, at least he's putting, you know, putting music out for us to listen to. Uh, but I mean, I, I love this album. Um, I can't wait to hear more songs on the radio. Happy does is doing great on the radio right now. His latest single, um, it's it's a it's a it's a phenomenal record i think it's really good man it's really good i was a bit nervous about the release of this record because i really like tip of my tongue which came out gosh like seven or eight months before the release of the record yeah Yeah. even longer i guess it came out a long time ago um and then the lead single they considered the lead single here and now they just considered tip of my tongue as I don't know why, but they're calling here and now the lead single. And I liked it because Kenny could sing anything and I like it, but I was like, Ugh, I don't know. This seems like a step backwards, but the more I listen to that track, uh, the title track, the more I like it. Like I find myself now listening to that song more than I did when it was first released, which is a bit surprising, but you go up and down the list through that record and I was honestly a little bit surprised that Happy Does was the next single um, but great song Uh, any of those songs I think except for Guys Named Captain could totally be a single and maybe not we do because it's a little specific to No Shoes Nation but right that's exactly what I was leading into on that it's very it's it's I think almost as good as Floribama off of the big revival track or album. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a little, like you said, too specific to his fan base, just as Floribama was very specific to a region in the United States that most people have no idea what the Floribama is, even after hearing the song, you know, they're like, That's well, right. is this just a bar, you know? And yes, it is just a bar, but it's a bar that, brings somebody happiness and they you know they want to sing a song about it that's right yeah that's one of the best things about kenny i think is his willingness to sing about such specific places and memories but back to the here and now record since we were on that topic you look down the line and i i can't decide what i want the next single to be because i can't decide what my favorite song from the record is i love 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 heartbreakers it is a non-stop like summer jam like it just doesn't stop it it's just so good and kenny kenny does angst and nostalgia better than anybody but i tell you what man someone to fix oh is that song it is it was one of those that really knocked me off my feet when i first heard it Oh, I remember, uh, you know, the, the release and the, uh, the song releases and the interviews that Kenny did on, on uh, No Shoes Radio when that came out and you and I were texting back and forth while we were both listening to it. And I remember the first time me and you both heard it and you heard it a little bit before I did. 
and you sent it to me, all caps, someone to fix. Wow. I remember that. And then I, I heard very soon after when, uh, when he played it and it was just, it hit me. I mean, that was one of the prettiest songs I've heard in a long time. And I think, I think that's got, that's got a chance to be the big hit. I think off the record, I'll be honest with you. I think it does too. I think you have some song of the year um, candidates on this record too, though, because that song, if that song gets released, it has such potential. If knowing you gets released, it has such potential. It's that waltzy country ballad that, um, that you just don't frankly hear on the radio a lot right now. And then you don't get to, um, Oh yeah. I could totally see Kenny releasing you don't get to because every few years we get a sound from Kenny on the radio that we don't, we're not accustomed to thinking back to somewhere with you come over setting the world on fire. This song has that vibe and that sound to it that it wouldn't surprise me as much as Kenny likes to throw diverse things out to country radio. If that's where they go next. Yeah. No, and I and I honestly, I, I don't think he could go wrong anywhere. I mean, the remaining songs that are on that that record, like you said, with the exception of maybe we do and guys, guys named Captain. Uh, I think, I mean, pull a, pull a name out of that and say, hey, this is this is what we're going with right now. And I have no doubts that I mean, it, it any of those songs can rise to the top of the charts. I've not even talked about everyone she knows, which oh, man. so good. Um, Kenny likes to sing these songs about females that doesn't objectify them uh, like he did in Wild Child. This song reminds me of that a bit as well. And it's just kind of a character study of, of that person that is, well, like the song says, she's stuck between 17 and everyone she knows that all of her friends are getting married, having babies, buying houses, trying to grow up. And this particular girl in the song is like, I don't know if I'm quite ready to grow up, but yeah, I'm like you. I think he could pick a name out of the hat and and any of those would definitely fly. So Mm -hmm. moving on a little bit, you said, here and now is your favorite album currently yes sir currently your favorite album that's uh i heard you say not to sound like someone that just is on the trendy stuff for the new stuff but i'm not far away from you there um i think if i could only take one album with me on a two-week road trip I, i would grab songs for the saints Okay. And now, if if we're doing something like that, then I think I would take the When the Sun Goes Down record. Okay. If I'm just going to pick a record up and go away with it. Sure. Then I think that's the record I'm going to go with. But the record I find myself listening to much more than the rest right now is definitely oh, sure. here now. Sure, sure. I think probably a lot of people in No Shoes Nation are in the same boat because it's still very new to us um even though we've played the crap out of it my my top so i think seven of my top 10 songs on my spotify 
top songs of 2020 were from the Here and Now album. <laughs> yeah, um, same, almost. I, I think I was three out of the top five were, yeah. were off this album. Um, number one, obviously, being Tip of My Tongue. That was, uh, you know, when Spotify came out with a 2020 recap, Tip of My Tongue was far and away my most played song of the year. I hear you. Yeah, Heartbreakers was number one for me. Knowing You was number two. Everyone She Knows was three. Someone to Fix was four. A Jimmy Buffett song was five. And then I think maybe Beautiful World or You Don't Get To, one of those was was right there. So it was, yep. that's a testament to a great album. You don't just you don't just have one or two of the songs up there at the top, but getting back album. to uh, songs for the Saints for me when this pandemic started. I went out one one spring morning. We were all working remotely, and I put my AirPods in and just took a walk, put on the songs for the Saints album, and I just felt better hearing some of those some of those lyrics and Kenny has a lot of songs that provide a lot of hope to a lot of people. But I think that album does it maybe better than any of them. Uh, this brokenness will heal. This weakness will be strong. And no matter if you're going through something quite literal, like devastation a hurricane brings in the islands, like, you know, the hurricanes that inspired that record or, or it's something that you're the only person that knows about That's a lyric. And, uh, that's an album as a whole that I think can can help you heal a little bit. All right, and and he's he's got so many songs that can do that too. I mean, it, it's it, it, I mean he's gotten me through a lot of stuff, you know, and whether it's good or bad. I mean, he brings back he brings great memories. He brings up stuff that you know can turn your stomach a little bit too, you sure. know, just off bad memories. But I mean, it's all stuff that has helped i know not only me but i mean i I'd, I'd love to know the number of of people whose music he has helped them you know it he's just one of those artists that has that talent and i mean that's part of the reason why you know, i'm just such a big fan of his he has the ability kenny a great songwriter in his in his own right but he, he doesn't always record the songs he writes he one thing that makes him great is he always chooses the best song, whether he wrote it or not. A lot of artists don't do that, but whether he wrote it or not, Kenny is one of the best storytellers, I think, yeah. ever um, with the emotion he sings each song with. Um, it is, it's incredible to hear how convincing he can be in those stories. And you know from reading the liner notes that, you know, he, he didn't write you know, maybe whichever song he's singing, but it's so believable. And I think he does as good a job of putting himself in that situation that the character in the song is in. And he does as good a job as anybody when it comes to that. And it's like he puts the same energy in the studio as he does when he's on stage. Absolutely. And, and he, and he doesn't, there's just not a lot of artists that do that. You know, I mean, people, you, you could see them and they could put on a fantastic show. And they just don't sing with the heart off the recorded album as they do when you see him live or vice versa, you know. Um, but him, I mean, it just takes listening to him, listening to an album from him and then seeing him live. And it's he just brings so much energy and he and, and 
he feels it. And, and that's something you got to respect because not everybody does that. And I think we're, me and you are definitely grateful to have seen and heard him so many times like we have. Uh, and, and I heard from your other podcast, uh, Buffett's the best show you've ever seen, but man, I, I, I think that first time me and you going to see Kenny when it was Casey Musgraves and the Eli Young band opening up for him at Walnut Creek. Yep. That was the best show that I have ever been to. It was off the charts. And that's, that's probably like one B for me. It was incredible. Um, for those of you that don't know, thank you, James, for the plug there. I, I have another podcast called uh, Under 40 Victims of Fate, uh, which is a Jimmy Buffett podcast where uh, me and a friend of mine, Hank Harewood, are going through and diving into Jimmy's Buffett, at, Jimmy's Buffett, Jimmy's music. And uh, we're looking at things more from the perspective of younger parent heads. But anyway, I think one of the reasons I, I gave the edge there to Jimmy is that being my favorite show was I saw Kenny when I was like eight, eight, nine years old for Jimmy. I had been a fan about three years and romanticized those songs so much that I didn't know if I'd ever even hear them live. And when I finally did, it was, Oh my goodness. It was such an experience, but dude, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go to other concerts when you go to Buffett and Chesney shows because their fan bases are very similar and the energy they bring and their devotion to their fan bases are very similar. So, Oh, it's Margaritaville and No Shoes Nation. I that's mean, right. In my opinion, it's, that's it, hand in hand. I mean, how many, how many other artists out there have such a large fan base? That's right. Uh, that of just people who love to get together and experience the same music but in maybe different ways um and you know i grew up on jimmy uh i've been listening to jimmy i think it's about opposite for me and you i said i sure. you've probably been listening to kenny about as long as i've been listening to jimmy um because of my dad and my dad's a huge parrot head uh he went to every north carolina concert for 20 years and the first one he missed in 20 years was mine and your graduation, mm -hmm. uh, high school. So better man than I. <laughs> you're right. I told him, I was like, man, what are you doing here? Go see Buffett. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it's just the amount of love that these fans, you know, it's just, there's, it's such a big following for both these guys. And, and I think it's not only because of the music they provide, but it's the energy and it's the love that they send back. You know, I mean, I don't, I, I can sit here and try, but I don't think I can think of any two artists that love their fan bases more than these two guys. Yeah. You've been to concerts before, or at least I have where you could tell the artist was going through the motion. I've never once been to a Chesney show where I, I personally didn't feel like he was doing everything he could to reach me to right. reach. And you hear him talk about it to reach his hands his arms across that uh, kind of boundary line and grab every person that's out there and bring them to the stage and for them to meet in the middle. And it, the energy is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. It sure is. Um, it, it's, and you were touching on it 
of Kenny's storytelling and it just takes one show to to see that I mean because he'll pause and he'll tell these stories in between songs uh I think my favorite intro to any song that he's ever done that I've seen live is the boys of fall um where he'll talk for I mean geez it's gotta be five maybe eight ten minutes just on what it was like growing up for him and he does it back where I come back where I come from as well uh but I haven't heard that one live but boys of fall he'll just sit there and explain what this song means to him and what it was like growing up and how important these things were to him when he was growing up in East Tennessee. Um, and, and I think that is just taking it above and beyond what a lot of people do. I mean, other artists will go out there, they'll just play the songs. Yeah. He tells you why it's important to him. And that's what I am so grateful for. Well, we talk about kind of putting you on a, a level playing field with each other, the audience and Kenny, he said, and you bring up a great point with how he introduces the boys of all, he says there, there were a few things that mattered to us. There was church, there was school, there was family and there was sports. And if that didn't hit home and send chills all over my body, then I don't know what would. Um, yep. that's, that's exactly where we grew up, man. That's exactly what, what life was like. Uh, around here I know you uh you made it out and you're living down around the coast now and um as much as I'd like to be a little closer to the coast too I, um you know small town North Carolina is not not the worst place to be either so no no and I and partially because of Kenny man it's it makes me proud to know that I come from a small town too you know I mean when you hear back where I come from, I just think of the good old days, man. Just yeah. like me, you, all of our buddies just getting together and just finding something to do because that's what we had to do. You know, there wasn't always something you can just go out and do like, you know, like I can in Wilmington. Yeah. It's, it's, we had to find something to do. And often it, was it was normally, sports. it was normally playing basketball. It was normally playing <laughs> basketball, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, trade that for anything. In the oh world, man. man, those some of the best. Those days. are the good old days. Yes, sir. Some of the best days. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up here in in just a few minutes. So next time on the podcast, we are going to grin and bear it and listen to and uh, g- give a little analysis of Chesney's first record from 1994, "In My Wildest Dreams," and you know yeah. if we if we can get through a couple of the high-pitched super twangy records then then we'll make it make it to the good stuff literally and figuratively that's right so so anyway all right i'm gonna end my uh, end the podcast with this question uh you're going to an island for a month you get to make a playlist and you get to put four kenny chesney songs on it this will change i'm sure as is uh as would mine, it's, it's more of a conversation than a list, but what yep. four songs would you take if you left right now to go to an island? What four Kenny songs? So, and I had to do a little bit of thinking. Um, of the four, two of them were very easy. 
And the easy ones are Gulf Moon, who what it's become honestly one of the prettiest songs I've ever heard in my life. And Such a from the well mo- written song, unbelievably and, good song. <laughs> and from the first chord, I mean, from the first time I listened to the album, and I do, I'm sure, like you do. When the albums come out, I listen to it, track one, all the way through. And when, and I was in my car, I was on my way to work, and the first strum of that guitar was just, it it hooked me. And to this day, it's still um, something I listen to daily. And that's been over the course of, you know, a couple years now. And uh, it's just a song that I've fallen in love with from the get-go. My second song, and this one was a little bit tougher, but Old Blue Chair, and which is another song that I believe you showed me uh, back in the day when I was just getting into it. And it was another song that it's just, you know, from the first time you hear it, it's just a pretty song and it paints a great picture, just like Golf Moon. I mean, it's just those two songs, you just, you play them, you close your eyes and you just listen. And it just, it paints a picture of exactly what he's talking about. Um, and then, you know, I had to th- I had to throw some smash hits in there just so I could have some fun while I'm on this deserted island. You got a jam. Uh, got a jam. And there's just one song that has just resonated with me with just, just fun. Every time I hear it, I have a good time. I blast it. And that's Keg in the Closet. Keg in the Closet, I know it's, you know, smash big hit not a deep track um but it's just i mean you play it and it still gives me chills from the first struck of those piano keys man and <laughs> it's just it's just one of those songs that it, it oh man it's just so fun and then I uh we go ahead. Me, i don't think you were in our theater arts class senior year but when i hear kick in the closet i think back to uh we had to put on a play Alice in Wonderland and it probably was one of the worst productions ever made. Dude, I had and, to do Grease. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, so when I hear Keg in the Closet, it was somehow playing on some speakers, probably because I had control of whatever was playing. And I can just remember um, getting a running start, being so jacked up on that song, getting a running start, grabbing the, onto the curtain and swinging back and forth and, and Miss Caraway getting really upset with me. <laughs> Every time I hear Keg in the Closet, man, I am right back there. Yep. Yeah, it's uh it's just it's just a fun, fun song. And you could tell you had a lot of fun doing it. Um, for sure. And then and then the other smash it is just uh, one that I hear a lot now because I play it a lot. Um and we've touched on this one already today, uh, but Heartbreakers. Um that's just that's just a a fun fun song. It's a song that I have no I have no chance of me ever getting tired of it. One of those songs that just sticks with you. Um, and it's just you know it's just like Keg, man. You turn it on and you just you turn it up and you, and you roll your windows down. And you play it, man. And it's just it's a fun song. You jam to and uh, and as of right now. Uh, and those two are subject to change. Those are the two subject to change sure. in my top four. Uh, but 
as of right now, those, if I'm gone for a month and I've got four songs to listen to, those are the four. Yeah, I love it. Um, so many great lyrics on every Chesney record, but, and obviously so many great lyrics on this new record. We're talking about songs like You Don't Get To and Someone to Fix, but my favorite lyric from the entire new record is from Heartbreakers. Summer worked at a bar, had the boardwalk on a string. She was hotter than a cherry bomb living up to her name. That yep. is just beautiful. And I don't think many it's people like, lyric. I don't think many people even catch it when they're listening. I didn't first two times. First few times I listened to it. I was just like, well, okay. And then it hit me. And when it hit me, I'm like, wow. I mean, that's so good. That's so how- good. Um, I can't remember. I, I know JT Harding was a writer on that. I think Josh Osborne was as well. But oh my goodness, that is my favorite lyric from that record and one of my favorite Kenny lyrics ever. Oh, it's a good one. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's so smart. I mean, it's a genius lyric. My four. Yes, sir. Um, I have two that will probably never come out of here. Maybe three that will never come out of here. First, you know what's coming. El Cerrito Place. First time I heard it when I, I drove to uh, Clinton, which was the nearest town, um, when this record came out in June of 2012. I drove to Walmart to buy it. And... I made it back to Roseboro to get gas and I sat in the car to finish listening to this song because I couldn't believe it. It was just such a haunting lyric and melody. So rarely does a lyric wrap around a melody so well. And if, if you'll take a look at my favorite songs of all time there, they all do that. They, the lyric and the melody mesh perfectly and El Cerrito Place does that so freaking well Mm. i just love that song and it would be a good one to have as one of four kenny songs because it's like six minutes so yeah um another one that i'll never leave which is almost six minutes as well is way down here but way down here is one of those songs that is six minutes long and i wish it was six more minutes because it's i wish just the 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 beauty of that song for it to be so sad it you know it's just one of those really pretty ones that you just enjoy listening to but hands down my favorite part and a huge on instruments yeah the the sax oh yeah the end of this song the sax solo i mean that doesn't make the song because the song itself is great but the addition of that saxophone to close the song out it, I mean, it blows it blows a lot of songs out of the water just for that. Yeah, I, I remember <clears throat> the first day I heard this song. So I, for some reason, I didn't buy the Lucky Old Sun record when it came out. And I hadn't heard this song till like three years after it was released. But uh, my cousin was getting married um, August 6th. He got married August 6th of 2011. But... Uh, I heard the song August 5th, which was the day of his rehearsal dinner. But anyway, I heard it that morning. It was raining. I I took a drive to go pick up some breakfast and listen to it over and over again. And um, I I think finding it on that rainy day, it being such a chill track. But obviously, it is a sad story, but the words just put you in that place. And it, it doesn't have to be heartbreak. It could be whatever's getting you down. Um, you think about how much better you'd feel if you could 
breathe some salt air. So yep. anyway, uh, the third one, this one will probably never leave either. Um, I hit, talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's Wild Child from the Big Revival record. Uh, obviously, two of my three songs, I guess, have Grace Potter in them, but that that doesn't have That's as much <laughs> that doesn't have as much to do with why I love the songs. He just Kenny picked her for what I think are two of his best songs. Oh, and it was such a melody that they they produced together is I mean the way their voices collaborate yeah they blend. It's, yeah blend so well um, like you said about Gulf Moon the the first time I heard that acoustic guitar in in Wild Child I was hooked just the lyrics again that only Kenny would sing I feel like looks like mm-hmm. a royal in a thrift store dress keeps a heart in her hair in a mess she goes where the wind suggests she goes who knows and my favorite part of the song, a kaleidoscope of colors in her eyes. I was getting ready to say it. Yep. Oh, I was getting ready to say goodness. it. Like, yeah, that's my favorite. Sh- shoot me in the face. Like, <laughs> so freaking good. I, yep. I can't believe that. Like, every time I hear it, I can't believe that line. So, mm-hmm. um, and Kenny was a writer on, I guess, three out of my four songs. The only one he wasn't a writer on is El Cerrito Place because. My fourth is going to be from Songs for the Saints. I can't not take a song from there. Maybe would have been Golf Moon. It's a toss-up, but for the sake of variety, I'm going to go with Pirate Song. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh for me, right behind Golf Moon with my favorite song on that album. Uh, it's such a pretty song. It, it's another one of those songs you close your eyes and – you just feel like you're just bouncing on a boat right now. You know? I was going to say, I don't think Kenny's ever had a song that could take me to a boat quite like that one does. Mm-hmm. The day that song came out. So that song was released a little before the songs for the Saints album, maybe like two weeks before the album came out on Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, all that stuff. And I went to my grandma's and was bush hogging or cutting the, her pasture and had my noise canceling headphones on and it turned that pasture into a waterway and that tractor into a boat and I still um that song can put me on the water anytime I hear it so anytime I I need to play it uh I need to play it soon because I'm getting really tired of these rainy days (laughs) getting really tired of these 40 degree rainy days here in North Carolina like let's see saturday i guess it was saturday was like 65 60 or Mm -hmm. 65 degrees and that shouldn't have even happened because i'm completely ready for spring now like yep i'm done with winter i'm done that's crazy it's crazy how hot it gets here and all we can think of is man i can't wait for it to cool down and then it does and it gets gloomy it gets cold and then all right bring the 90 bring the 95 back you know, I'm ready to sweat. Our county, Sampson County, um, obviously not the county you live in anymore, but we uh, we got the most rainfall for the state of North Carolina this year. And I believe it because my front yard, uh, which doesn't normally have a pond in it, has had a pond in it a lot this year. Hmm. So, but anyway, man, this has been a ton of fun. I look forward to diving into these records Um I look forward to getting these first few records out of the way, but we'll, we'll have fun cracking on it anyway. So, oh yeah, um, man, anything else you'd like to add? 
Oh, man, it's uh, just like what you just said, man. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy we got this off the ground in such a small amount of time. Um, it's good to be uh, it's good to be recording with you again, man. It's been a while. Uh, not many people know this, but, you know, you know, we called we called those basketball games back in high school. And yeah, it was just so much fun, uh, you know, just just recording with you and just we both know basketball. We both know Kenny. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's good it's good to uh to talk with you about about these things that we're passionate about um and you know i'm just excited for what's what's yet to come yeah me too man if you guys are listening and you like what you're listening to please give us a five-star rating that'll help us to get discovered and tell your friends share it um and like i said hopefully you will uh you'll come back and listen to us dive into kenny's discography all right james it's been good man um, and to the rest of you guys, this has been the Live Those Songs Again podcast, a Kenny Chesney podcast, episode one. See you guys later. Take care, guys.